Welcome to the Modern Human Awoke AF with Wendy. Everybody noticed that took her a minute. And Brenda, welcome. Hello, everyone. Well, yeah, it's been it's been like a month since our last podcast, though yeah. we posted other things. So I was like, what is it called? What is it called? <laughs> We're back. We're back. And better than ever. Better as really? in like good. Yeah, you know, like total 90s. Like badasses? Yeah. Uh, so this week's podcast, and we're going to be kind of slamming you with a bunch of new topics because we have tons of new energy, um, new ideas and things where we're taking the podcast. Thanks to all of you guys' input. So if you guys have any suggestions ever, please let us know. But today's podcast, we felt called to talk about the new energy that's here um, on the planet, partly maybe because, uh, you know, we have Pluto now in Aquarius and um, the new year just started the astrological new year right right with Aries and stuff the last yeah like kind of a few weeks ago yeah. yeah so there's just all this new energy that we want to just kind of talk about but not just that astrologically of course there's the evidence of that but just how it feels like if you shut your eyes and what's going on with you there's, it feels like there's a lot of reoccurring patterns where everyone's feeling this newness right for sure and for some of us, it's coming through with anxiety or fear. And I know we talk a lot about those things. It's just, you know, part of our message and our passion is about navigating everything in balance and love. And that is loving and showing up for some of these uncomfortable conversations and experiences that we have so that we can, you know, just grow in them and expand beyond them. That that we don't look at controls us. I know I say that all the time. It's just when we can show up for things that, I don't want to say negative, because there's nothing negative coming up, just things that are particularly challenging that we really do need practice in sitting in, you know, sitting in fear, sitting in anger, sitting in anxiety, and the reality and the culture that we cultivate here is very busy, it's very doing, and those experiences require a quieting, a going within, and you know, I know, like, um, what's his name? Or like, uh, oh, he lives in California. He does all the meditation work. He's written dozens. Deepak. And Deepak. Yes, he talks so much about spending time in nature, and that you know, instantly being in nature will immediately like balance you and calm you down. And that, to me, is the perfect example of the peacefulness of going within of being comfortable and accepting whatever is within you. And nature is a perfect example of that. And that's some of this newness of this different way of being. And it's like one of the things I want to say from the mountaintops right now is it is time to shift the way that we show up for life. It is time to do things in a new and better way for ourselves. Not saying that anything is bad in the past. It's just we're meant at this time to change and grow. And that's uncomfortable sometimes and also really exciting. Yeah, I mean, lots of the channelings that I've been bringing in lately, too, have been about creating a spiritual practice that incorporates being, but creating physical habits that either whether it's like you're, you're being quiet with yourself, checking in with how you feel, um, but over and over again, it's like, no, you have to create a spiritual practice, whether it's like sound baths or forest bathing or whatever you're saying. That's But I was getting the same messages, but like... I saw it as they, the words that they were using with me was a spiritual practice of 
creating a new spiritual practice which consists of new habits and not not like what is the thing that you say don't do it out of obedience is obedience it's more or less though really this new spiritual practice consists of uniquely is yours meaning what really makes sense for you so I'm not going to say meditate for 10 minutes every day because that might not work for you. You might just have to stare out the window or maybe you do it with listening to music or or maybe you don't meditate at all and you just listen to music or you dance or you're gardening or whatever. Right. This, the spiritual practice is about really cultivating um, the spirit within, listening to the universe within you or God within you, whatever language you want to put around it and cultivating that unique language. So that means, you know, in that sacred space of first recognizing what that might mean for you and acknowledging um, what that means. And I feel like we could break that down. Like, Yeah, because for me, like, I, I would argue that some of my spiritual practice is really just telling myself that I love myself every single day. Waking up and start saying, I love you, Brenda. I love you, Brenda. I love you. When I go to bed at night, when I wake up in the middle of the night, maybe with some anxiety or fear, then I, I love nothing more than to sit there and tell myself how much I love myself. That's part of that practice. And it's not necessarily this spiritual, I don't know what, what I'm trying to say, but it's, it's not like the obedience of like practicing a particular thing. It's simply sitting in the love that I am. And listening to yourself and what your needs are, you know? And that means, like, Brenda's recognizing your anxiety or fear, so she knows that, you know, she's going to say, I love you to herself. And that works for her, where I wouldn't necessarily be doing that. I, for myself, have established a spiritual practice that works right now, and it might not, it might change in six months, but what I'm doing right now is, um, what I'm needing right now is talking to my body and really practicing on my breathing. Mm-hmm. and really focusing on my breath. So whenever I'm feeling anxiety right now, I really become, I've just been mastering my breath. But I'm telling you, I've never had done this before, and I might not need to do that in six months. But that for right now, that's what I'm called to cultivate. Right. Which is just a spirit. I mean, everything is spiritual, no matter what it is, right? Right. So even if it's like taking time and reading at night or whatever. But I feel like... You know, this our own unique language of spirit is such an interesting topic because everyone wants the answers like told to them outside of themselves, you know. So we go to readers or we go to leaders or mentors or parents or anybody. And I'm not saying we don't need help. We all need help. We're in this together. We all help each other, right? I don't mean, I'm not taking away from that, but there still has to be some type of um, your own authority, you know, and that's part of the spiritual practice, this the right. cultivating the spirituality within you is you're your own. I'm not going to tell you how to connect with God. That's like so counterintuitive. And honestly, that doesn't even make sense. And it will never work. I mean, it truly it will never work. work because it's somebody else's pathway. And we are each unique and special in the same way that we look different. We go about those unseeable forces within us in different ways each and every one of us there's no two people alike just like our fingerprints there really really isn't you know and so a lot of the these talks for the rest of my life will be about empowering the greatness within you because you have all of the answers those are not just words and Wendy and I say those words a lot 
And the, the meaning making within that is profound. It means so many different things that simply having that conversation would, would be a, a life worth, well lived to just talk about, you know, what does that mean for you? And just breathing in that, right? Like I, I love breath work. I love how it regulates the nervous system and the physical body and it brings in alignment the, the physical manifestation of what love is, of what peace is. Even if you can pull in forgiveness and, and feel that, that that breath work really does complement all of these practices beautifully. Yeah, and I feel like when you're hitting on truth for yourself, <clears throat> there's so many different dimensions to that where you can, you're going to find the evidence even in science. You're going to find all of those things. But I, I feel like what's important in this conversation right now is talking about how like we're moving out of this immaturity of having it. I feel like part of the, our culture and how it's immature is thinking that there's one way to things. You know, thinking that, hey, no, you need to meditate because it works for me and this is, you know, you need to be meditating, you know, or you need to be doing breath work. And not all of us do this by any means, but it is prevalent. It's like a young, it's like an immature reaction to, meaning like there's only one way to God or there's only one way to, you know, plant a flower or something. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, I feel like that's an important part here to just kind of talk about the immature immaturity even within ourselves and that might sound judgmental i don't really care it's just when we think that somebody else's way of going about something is right or wrong it's like we have no idea well because and the, it's their own experience yeah and i i mean even said maybe a different way anytime we're shooting ourselves anytime we're laying down rules or just have tos maybe we are resisting the I am we are resisting the greatness within us we are putting barriers and walls between us and, and who we really are and sometimes we buy into those belief systems or patterns to cope to survive to protect ourselves from maybe someone else's opinion when in fact, you know, expanding and being free from some of those limits is really accepting that whatever someone is speaking of, it works for them. And it's your job to identify what works for you. And, and I wanna say that again, because it's really important. If we're shooting or having to, or um, it has to be, or I don't know, what, what are some of the other like cues? Comparing. Comparing, competing. Um, and not to take away from knowing what works for you or and discerning. discerning. Yeah. It's more this resistance to the greatness within because we begin to judge and criticize and compare and compete in some of that language. But even within ourselves, like understanding that, because I feel like Wendy, you know, we kind of opened with this and Wendy did not want to call this podcast resistance to change. And I was like, let's talk about, well, actually she said, let's talk about resistance to change. But if she said, if we titled it that, she wouldn't even listen to it herself. So we can't. <laughs> My ego is like, so, hey, I'm not resisting. <laughs> 
And resistance to change is really, we're taking that from Louise Hay. That's what she calls it. I don't mind it. I can totally see what Wendy's talking about. It's kind of like a trigger implying that we're doing something wrong when in fact we're not. Resistance to change or maybe being defensive is an opportunity to look at a part of ourselves that isn't ready for something or is afraid of something or needs forgiveness of something, right? Because resistance to change can be things like resentment and anger or fears of the future, fears of the past, past traumas. And in having this conversation about going within, we must be able to take responsibility for some of that resistance that will arise when we go within and ask and choose for our higher selves to activate and be fully present in this human expression and experience. If, if, if you're doing it right, you can never do it wrong, but I haven't figured out a better way to say that. If you're doing it, I, I don't know, I need a better word for that, but if you're doing when it- you're with, in alignment with this yes, work. Yes, that's perfect, thank you, Wendy. When you're in alignment, then these things will come up. It is a gift. Your resistance will come up because you're in alignment because you are choosing your authentic self, your authentic expression, and you're going to meet up with all the reasons, all the belief systems or the wounds of why you didn't do it sooner. Isn't that wondrous? Isn't that great? And so often we resist, and I'm gonna use that word, we, we resist that discomfort and that pain, and it does take courage. And, and, and I feel like what, what I feel like takes a long time to understand is that resistance is really subtle. It's so subtle because it's partly subconscious. So, mm-hmm. and it's so embedded in our culture, partly like to judge, right? To judge is part of our culture. It's part of I our mean, function. to protect ourselves, or right? Even to like cope. thinking in terms of a hierarchy or thinking yeah. in terms in a linear way, like, no, you're supposed to go A plus B to C to D. And somebody that goes A to D, you're like, that's not right. Right? That's so not even correct. And you're like, because you're supposed to go A to B to C. And that could be so many different things. Right? And right. in that way, that is resistance because you're not open to the possibility that someone could actually move from A to D. Right. So I just wanted to say it is subtle. And it's like when you become start doing that work, it's like just noticing if you're not where you want to be in any area because you're doing the manifesting or you're doing that stuff. And there's a big difference between what you're feeling inside and what your life is portraying or mirroring for you. There's typically resistance somewhere, whether it's in a belief system or mm-hmm. habits or, right? And that's like the effects of the wind or the, right? Right. You understand what I'm saying? So I just wanted to bring up the subtlety of resistance and how it's not easy to see always. It's not like, because everyone's going to be like, well, no, I'm not resistant because I'm so kind or I'm so generous. And it's like, it's subtle, man. It's like a stealthy, you, you don't even notice that you're doing it because it's so embedded in you because you really think that you're supposed to walk one way to school or, mm-hmm. or, that's... or work a particular job. You know, sometimes I'll say to people like, if you don't like what you're doing, why don't you quit? And they're like, well, what are you talking about? You can't quit your job. Like, why? Well, because, you know, I have my 401k going on and I have health insurance and I'm like... I have four more years till I retire, yeah. Right? I mean, there are all these these reasons. When we're able to think outside of the box, though, solutions arise. It really is a belief system and a belief system can be changed. Louise Hay again. 
I had something that I really wanted to say. I saw a shoot, and I think I lost it. But part of that is that spiritual practice. It's like getting back to the spiritual practice of, of cultivating your own authentic voice with spirit. This is all has everything to do with everything. Because it's like when you can cultivate that openness and you can move outside of resistance and move into flow and change or whatever, growth, you're then really listening to spirit and listening to your higher self because spirit does exist outside of these boxes in the three-dimensionality or four, there's four dimensions here, four-dimensionality of this, of this reality. And because they don't, it is A to Z instantly for them. Right. And again, when you're in alignment and you're really noticing all of the nuances and you're taking that time to be still and be quiet within, you can notice that parts of you are in opposition of another part of you. It's not that all of you is resisting. You meet a particular part of you. And it's yeah. our job to master our being. Because we don't want to be resistant. We don't, in our eyes, right, especially as we're moving through things, it's like we don't want to be angry. We don't want to be not open to the change. But there could be parts of yourselves that are. So that totally helps me. Like it's not all of me that is. It's just this part of me and... Who is it? How old are they? Right. Sitting down, having tea with it, breaking bread with it, doing all those those things of showing up. And maybe utilizing Brenda's I love you's. It's okay, I love you. I know you're scared. It's okay, I love you. You're making me sound like I'm... You, I, you're the one who you said I that. I do. No, I do. I said that. You said say, those I words. I love you. I love you. I love yeah. you. I love you. And I, it works. And we, it, it does work. I'm, I'm, it might sound like I'm making fun of. I mean, I do do those things. <laughs> don't tell me. It's a secret. It's a we secret. Because the frequency of love is the most powerful force in this reality. The most powerful force in this universe. With love, we can move mountains. With love, we can heal anything. With love, we can manifest anything instantly. We can go from A to Z. And I, bringing this full circle, you know, we started this conversation talking about this new energy, and the reason why we even brought it or even got into the resistance is because in this new energy, parts of our being that might not be in this frequency, in this new frequency, it's going to be freaking out. These parts are going to be freaking out because it's change. And, you know, these parts of ourselves don't want to die you know um and so in some ways they fight for survival and some would just say those are habits you know that we have to overcome or we have to kind of re-establish new habits but there there is a real resistance especially in this higher frequency new energy where we're able to manifest so quickly and time is speeding up and not just speeding up but it's um overlapping each other to where we're feeling all of our past lives and future lives all together at once so for those of you that are open and feeling all of that so in this newness it's like what do you how do you how do we handle and process this new energy and how do we how do we move forward in a huge piece of this is cultivating your own unique language of spirit and your own unique spiritual practice like Brenda's saying but then looking at the resistance right well, no, and I mean, it just really showing up for absolutely every single thing in a frequency of love. I mean, it really comes down to the simplest of things, right? And I feel like when we say that, you know, like, show it up with love, it, 
it's it's not an avoidance of quote unquote negative emotions. It's an embracing of that. That itself is the love. It's right. allowing for those the anger to come out. It's allowing for the sadness to come out. It's not a oh I'm just gonna focus on the positive, happy feelings and loving everyone. No, it's allowing yourself to be mad at everybody if that's what's happening. Right. And I don't mean acting out in unhealthy ways. I mean but allowing yourself to have those feelings, right? Yeah. That's a loving act for yourself. Right. Yeah, and I, I mean just to give maybe like a first hand example of that, like for me the other day I noticed that I was upset with some people in my life and I was bringing up things from the past that that were still bothering me and I was very angry about it and so I spent some moments just loving myself through that anger and in that anger of going wow yeah that totally makes sense I didn't realize that I was still mad about that that's so fascinating and I sat in it I mean I I I was pissed off I was really mad I wrote some stuff down I talked to myself I was like meh 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 and then reach this point where it felt a little bit out of balance to me. Without judgment, I did not judge or criticize anything I was doing or saying. And I said, you know what? This all really makes sense. Again, mastering myself, becoming wise and mature because I'm allowed. I am the one in charge, not my anger. And I acknowledge that and I take responsibility. These are things. This is how I felt. And I said, you know I think that I'm ready though. I'd like to let this go. Or I actually probably asked that part of myself, hey, you know, how about we let this go? And there probably was a part of me that said, no, uh-uh, I'm not doing it. And then there's this, and then there's this, and then there's this. And I'm like, yeah, I know you already told me. <laughs> so I just keep sitting with myself and I'm not gonna talk about it. I'm not gonna keep going into that frequency of negativity. And please, you listening out there, you know what I'm talking about. When we spiral into this forgetting and when we get lost in the anxiety or the fear or the anger, in my case, in this example, it's about anger. And I, and I can almost feel it like eating me up inside. Like I can just, ugh. And I'm just like, right? And I'm just like, okay. And I'm like, you know what? That still makes sense. I get it, Brenda, but how about letting it go? And I'm not gonna give up on that. I'm like, can we let it go? Can we? Can we consider the conversation of forgiving them? And I say, all right, all right, fine, fine, I'll try, right? That's probably part of my voice. And I go along with that and I begin to do forgiveness and I begin to just repeat and I go over it and I go over the behaviors and what I can remember and and what really triggered me and my perception. And in this forgiveness, I begin to even realize that I may have even perceived things in a particular way that weren't totally accurate. And I begin, I, I can feel the resistance easing up. I can feel myself breaking free from this negativity, from this destructive I don't know what like cage this prison of anger and this can be said for sadness or for fear it's a prison it traps you and then you start trapping yourself it's quite impressive and as I forgave more and forgave more and then I said Brenda I forgive you I love you so much I forgive you for however you needed to see this and however maybe you felt guilty or bad and of course I start crying and it's just beautiful and so freeing, right? This is the new frequency. If you're wanting to know what's going on on this planet with all of these storms, and I mean this in so many ways, with all of these storms, if you wanna rise above and not be enmeshed within them, be pushed and pulled and poked and punched and who knows what else, 
It's going to require allowing yourself to go within to your I am self, to your greatness. And that's this love. That is who you really are. And it takes one moment and then another and then another. And we're not going to let up about this because you never know what you need to hear and when you need to hear it, right? Trusting life, trusting that life loves you, trusting that all is well, that you are safe. You are safe. There is so much help here. If you can let go and let down your guard and be open, you'll feel it, you'll hear it, you'll see it. It's everywhere. You are not alone. That's beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> I feel like you're making fun of me again. No, I'm not. <laughs> you know, it, it does remind me of going back to, you know, it, it, it's just about cultivating your own way. Because for me, if I'm angry and I can't move out of it, Brenda can sit in it and shift it and like forgive in that moment you know she, I mean she really does she'll do her I love yous and she's cultivated a beautiful practice obviously she shines so bright for me I would probably have to give to myself before I could get into any kind of place to even begin forgiveness work meaning I would have to meditate or do some sound healing or meditate I would have to give to myself somehow where I started feeling like I was I was nurtured where it could be all about me where I could separate from that and then I would probably have a better perspective, right? Where I could mm-hmm. be like, hey, yeah. And then I would be doing the forgiveness work. And I'm saying that partly just there's no one way and you really have to learn how to take care of yourself and how to move yourself out of those spaces where things start feeling so heavy. And you do have to let yourself be angry as long as you need to until it starts feeling imbalanced and then move yourself out of it. However, you learn to do that for yourself. Right. In, in healthy ways. I mean, because I feel ways. like in this culture, we, we right. cultivate so many, you know, let's, let's watch TV shows and we'll avoid it. And let's, you know, get on our phone and play some video games and let's drink True. and let's I smoke agree. and let's that's a, that's not. An and I have no judgment of any of those other things either. It's just for the sake of who you really are. But that's and the preciousness those of are you. avoidances yeah. and that's avoiding it instead of showing up. Right. And learning how to nurture yourself. Because I feel like in this new energy, that's such a huge yeah. component here. It's like, how do we nurture ourselves? Especially, how do you nurture yourself in ways that you've never even been nurtured before when you've never been even taught that? Exactly. And that's what we're all figuring out together. And um, I think it's brilliant because it is it is working. And it's, I, I mean, I'm living proof of that. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I really do appreciate what you're saying, though, because it you have to be able to move yourself out of crisis. You have to be able to self-soothe and that takes a minute, that takes practice. You know, said another way, you have to become the parents that you may or may not have had within your own being. And that, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, you might say it a different way, but every one of us who's able to go within and activate the I am within is parenting their, their own self in loving ways. Right. You're, you're no longer needing, you know, the love outside of you. You're cultivating right. it within. And that's, we're meant to be autonomous in that way. We're meant to sh- love ourselves and then share it, but not be dependent on it. Right. So, well, that was kind of a lot, right? I feel like that was, 
I know. I can't talk about this new energy without talking about, you know, what it means on that personal level. Yeah, it's like so much of this is so new and it's fascinating. And I know there's lovely people talking about all these new things that are here and they are and they're so great. And to me, sometimes that only hits our intellectual thinking self. It's like we need to start utilizing our heart space, our emotions, our, you know, all of our being. That's what this right. is all about. That's what the 24th chromosome is in our DNA, which I know we want to talk about in one of our podcasts. Yeah, and even just what this fifth dimensional expansion, first of all, you can't explain it because it's not an intellectual process, it's an actual experience. But the way that you actually access it is through this heart space, which is cultivating these these moments of being very present with yourself and learning how to handle those moments in healthy, beautiful, expansive ways. Because right now, for most people that I run into everywhere, that means facing a lot of their stuff that is is waiting within them to be healed. Right. So the angry, the anger, the sadness, the depression, the hopelessness or helplessness, and it's like because when they get presence present with themselves, that's all they feel. So learning how to cope with those things and you know you definitely sign up and see Brenda for those skills she's amazing at those um or come to our retreats because we definitely sit in those skills and stuff for like five days they're awesome but um not just in the darkness but in the beautiful expansion space but so it's like we could talk all day about what the fifth dimensional experience is going to be about and all this new energy and all these new inventions and technologies that are going to be about. The only way we're getting there, though, is if enough <laughs> of us do this other work. That's it. So that's what we advocate for. Like, and you deserve it. You deserve to feel loved and, and you deserve to feel safe. Yeah. You know, yes. We're pairing so many past lives and just this war this war mentality that we've all been experiencing for centuries and centuries and centuries. Yeah, I think Millennial. I've said like four times to different people in the last couple of days that this is the only game in town. And What is the war stuff? Or? No, that no. the going within. Like this yeah. is the only game in town and this your being, here. your higher self, is constantly showing you what it is that you need to know, whether you avoid it or not. Whether to love you yourself more. exactly, exactly. This is the only game in town. We are here to master our own beings. We are here to expand and love more and love more and love more and love more and love more. And love more. So whatever that looks for you, however that that looks for you. And so you do, you try on people's different techniques until you figure out your own, but we definitely are always a huge advocate for, you know, please try this on, you know, do different things, you know, come up with, you know, only doing headstands works for you. Like, figure that out. You deserve that kind of time and attention um, and dedication. So, yes. you know, yeah. You are precious. We all are. And it's time to, that, that reality begins by us treating ourselves the way that we want to be treated with that preciousness that sacredness and getting to know what that is for us and yeah yeah cultivating it so we hope that this helped you guys on your journey for sure um and we can't wait to start talking to you about the 24th chromosome and all those things we'll get there we promise yes thank you for listening thank you for being you i love you bye